Welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I'm Joey. And I'm Judy, and we're so glad you're joining us. Yes. And we got incredible feedback from last week's Infidelity series. Some of you had breakthroughs. Yep. Some of you said it spoke to your heart, and it was something you were exactly going through. And Come we on. just want to tell you, we're proud of you. Do not yes. let shame and condemnation keep you bound, because like we said last week, God already forgot about it. Yeah. And don't let that shame keep eating you up. And we are cheering you on in your yeah. healing journey. We are. We're cheering you on. And you know, this is the thing is, is it number one healer to, to mm-hmm. feeling like stuck and mm-hmm. feeling like you don't have anybody is when you refuse community. And that community doesn't always have to be in person, um, although that's ideal. But yeah. even finding stuff like this, like a podcast where you can find discussions that are, that are, that are important to you, that things that you're going through, that's even finding some community. Yeah. And so find community wherever it is that you feel safe, wherever it is that you feel comfortable. That's right. gonna, what's going to be the most important thing to your life. But we wanted to talk this week on, on processing pain and how to deal with, with, with going through pain and right. what that looks like. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, there's so many, uh, if, if we took a poll and asked you, have you ever experienced any kind of pain? Mm -hmm. I'm sure everyone would say absolutely. Yes. Whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, mental pain, um, spiritual, uh, uh, pain, like Mm -hmm. we've all experienced something right Uh, from physical pain. I've had uh, surgeries where I know what it's like to say, Hey, I need some like medication for this because this is so painful. Uh, mental pain where mm-hmm. I needed, I've needed antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine where I'm like, man, the pain in my mind is too much. Yeah. The torment in my mind is too much. Um, and then being able to be healed and weaned off of that was mm. just a huge breakthrough. Yeah. And then, um, you know, emotional pain. Mm. That's one of the big things we want to touch on because, yeah. you know, there is no um, Neosporin, Band-Aid or morphine for emotional pain. Yeah. Uh, Sadly, some people do take narcotics to numb what they're feeling, not uh, physically, but in their heart, because the heart heartache is so bad that mm-hmm. they'd rather not feel. And I remember, um, you know, th- those things are addicting because I remember them giving me like Vicodin or Percocet for surgeries mm-hmm. and me feeling like I had uh, it was weird because I think it does differently. Some people feel sleepy. I actually felt like I had energy. And I remember mm. feeling like, you know, I don't want to deal with this right now. So I'm just going to take an extra pill because it's prescribed to me. Yeah. So why not? Um, I have to go, uh, you know, uh, what was it? I think it was like a holiday where I'm like, okay, I'm going to see the in-laws and all these family that aren't necessarily <laughs> the nicest to me. Or like, you know how it is when sometimes you go to reunions and you're like, okay, yeah. you know what? And I was like, let me just pop a pill. And this is just being real with you. Yeah. Some, if we don't process the pain, we will look for things to numb it. Absolutely, you'll numb yeah. it. Uh, and and the reason why is is because we don't want people to see us go through pain. Yeah. And so I think that that's a, an area of vulnerability. Um, I, just as a man, I can talk from from experience. When I'm having my most emotional pain, mental pain, um, I don't want nobody to know it. Yeah. Um, it's a natural instinct for me to cover it up. Yeah. And so we use cover-ups instead of, instead of healing processes. And, and what happens is, is if you continue to cover something up, it's like anything else that's hurt in you. It becomes infected. And, and this isn't like, a, you know, if you're, you're in pain or you're battling like a ment- mental, mental hurt or, or yeah. heartache, you're just going to 
show that by sitting in the bed crying. Sometimes you're going to show that by busyness. Yeah. Like, you know what? What, what else can I add to my plate so that I don't feel, so that I don't process? Yeah. But guess what? Sometime in the night, those feelings are all, you're going to have to deal with them. And so we want to give you some good tools and encourage you through this process of processing and also tell you that, you know, when I, I, I loved, uh, actually went on a bike ride today. It was really fun, but there's still a little bit of trauma when I get on my bike because I had two bike falls, but one really, really bad one where I sprained my ankle, dislocated my shoulder. Um, and it was just, thank God nothing was broken. At least I don't think it was. Um, but it did take a long time to heal. And I remember Mm -hmm. when I felt like I was closest to my healing, I actually started having more pain in my wounds. And I remember looking up like, okay, do I need to go to the doctor? Cause maybe if there's an infection in there, because it's, it's like, it's been a while now, why is there more pain? And actually it was because there was more internal healing happening with the scar tissue Mm. and the skin was starting to begin to close and there was a tightness and Mm. there was an extra pain. And so I want to tell you to me, because I always relate things spiritually, I felt like God's like, Hey, you're the closest to your healing when it's the most painful, when you want to give up the most, I'm actually doing something internal. Although on the outside, you see these ugly scars and wounds and they're faded and they don't match your skin color and your your ankles swollen and all these things internally i am doing something and so i want to tell you that too i remember you talking to someone i heard you mention um cocoon and it just reminds me it really is like in that cocoon isolation part which can be four months six months however long for the for the cocoon stage before the metamorphosis transforms to a butterfly we look forward to that but actually it's in the isolation where the most growth is happening Mm -hmm. and so i want to tell you that too if you feel like man i don't think i'm having healing or i feel alone like that is when god is the closest because it says he's close to the brokenhearted and those who are crushed in spirit Mm -hmm. so he's doing the most work in those moments where you think they're silence and there's nothing happening yeah and you know and i think it's good to just bring some relativity to you know even people with money uh, people that are famous they're also dealing with these emotional pains too just Mm -hmm. because you have money or status or title doesn't remove you from having to deal with things money doesn't solve all issues you getting to this pinnacle of your career doesn't solve all issues because you're still Um, broken sometimes inside and you know you have a soul you know you are a spirit but but you live in a body but your soul is what kind of is the controlling factor behind what of the spirit manifests in your life and your spirit is your mind will and or your soul is your mind will and emotions there's a scripture that says you will prosper as your soul prospers so what that means is that as your soul becomes more healed as your soul becomes more healthy you will become more whole. You will become more healthy because your soul is is like is like the the volume on a, on on a, on a stereo or a television. It's what helps and regulates the increase of something. And so, the more that is limited in you, it normally is because you haven't allowed your soul to heal. And soul healing is not instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we've all been through things that are hurting or have hurt, and that soul healing takes a while. And, and, and we normally see it expressed in our emotions, right? Our emotions are chaotic. Our emotions are hurt, sad, that, you know, that, that heavy-duty experience of that. But your mind and your will 
are what will feed your emotions. And so sometimes in your, while you're in the process of healing, specifically your emotional hurts, we need to ask yourself, what is my mind thinking and what do I want to do? Because your will is normally tied to your wants. And so I always like to ask questions as a coach. I ask those kind of questions. What are you feeling when you're feeling hurt? What are you wanting to do? Because that is telling you your direction. And so the only way to change your direction is to change the way that you think and to, and to take those thoughts captive and to, and to rewire them and, and train them what to export so that you can actually heal your emotions. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. And I like what you said that it, it's not it's not about status. So whether yeah. you're married, single, divorced, um, remarried, uh, uh, financially blessed or right now just praying to God, like, God, help me pay my next bills. Yeah. Mental attacks and pain and heartache is not a respecter of persons. There's no right. it's not chosen by a status. Everyone experiences grief and heartache. We had um, uh, grief and heartache last year, and then even just a couple months ago, our our friends, or a month ago, our friends lost um, their son, and it was it was just a tragic, tra- a, a tragic thing to witness them through. And um, yeah. so, I want to say that to say, don't let shame keep you from reaching out to someone, mm-hmm. from telling someone what you're experiencing that maybe like, hey, I'm supposed to be this Christian, I have this really good job, or I'm supposed to be married, but I feel alone. I'm supposed to, I have a house full of people, but I feel lonely. Mm-hmm. Or I am single and I'm battling and I and I really am battling some temptation to feel some sort of companionship, mm-hmm. but really it's just filling the need and the void of something that because I'm not processing this pain. Mm. And I want to tell you, God went to the cross for your pain. He took the nails for your pain. He loves you so much. And so there's so many other things. We don't want to neglect the mind, body, and the spirit. If you're like, you know what? I don't want to I'm, I'm embarrassed to share someone so what I'm going through. So I'm just going to go to the gym twice a week mm. and then twice a day. And then, you know, where it's like, fine, you may be physically fit, but that's not going to make your emotions healed. Mm. But eventually one will catch up with the other. So what Joey was saying with emotionally, it's, it's different. It's not like we could just take this pill and be like, hey, this pill, if you take it, it heals all your emotions. Yeah, you know? it doesn't work that way. Um, but it's a process, like taking in your spiritual daily bread. Mm-hmm. You need your food every day, right? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Maybe some of you aren't breakfast eaters. My son's like, I don't like breakfast, mom. I'd rather have lunch for breakfast. Yeah. But it's so important to, you can't rely on yesterday's bread and say like, hey, I had dinner yesterday, mm-hmm. so I'm fine today. I'm not going to have breakfast, lunch, or dinner because I ate yesterday. And it's the same thing spiritually. Even if it's literally the shortest verse you read, it is so important to get something in your spirit. Even if you're like, I don't feel anything though, Judy, you understand when I read it, I don't feel anything. I'm mm-hmm. still hurting. I'm still broken. How can I rely on the promises of God? Look at my marriage is so jacked up. Or look, I'm processing going through a divorce. Or look, my, my kids are acting out yeah. or whatever it is you're experiencing. I want to tell you that no matter what your circumstances are, God's, God's uh, 
word is mm-hmm. to feed your spirit. It's so that your spirit doesn't go weary. Right. It's not to tell you, hey, I promise that you'll never feel pain. Absolutely not. Jesus felt pain. Jesus wept. Jesus cried. Jesus bled. Yeah. So he's not telling you you're never going to feel pain. He's gonna, He's telling you, hey, eat my word. Eat my word so I so that when the pain comes it sustains you and you're Mm -hmm. not you're not giving up and then it's even if you turn on worship music there's times where i've been feeling so blue where i'm like Mm -hmm. i don't even want to turn on a worship song and god's like it's okay i'm with you and i feel Mm -hmm. him soothing me and so i just want to tell you he's not afraid of your doubts and your questions he he died and his word is created to sustain you spiritually and then it is okay to take that walk or go to the gym or go to those things but when you're doing it to cover something up that's when it can be more hurtful than helpful. That's right. So you have to tell yourself, you know what? I'm going to have balance. I was telling my my husband today, like the three key things, like three things that are really healthy uh, that can bring rejuvenation in your life and joyful, uh, you know, joy and youthfulness. And obviously it was like hydration. And one of them, you know, it was laughter, laughter Mm. and joy. So in the midst of your pain, in the midst of processing things, find something to laugh about. And I'm not saying laugh at your situation. And and you may be like, it's not funny at all. Mm. I've been through some stuff. Trust me. It's not funny. And maybe afterwards it's like, oh, wow, I can't believe I went through that mess. I would have said no a long time ago if I knew I was going to go through that. I would have never said yes to that job if I knew they were going to treat me this way. I would have never said yes to this marriage if I knew I was going to have this pain. You know, just uh, just being real with you. But the things that you're, you're going through is is God already knows all those things. But find something to laugh about. Watch, you know, your favorite comedy show or just something. Like uh, my kids are constantly showing me funny TikTok videos and I try not to go on there because I'll just, like, it's a trap. It's a trap, you guys. But laughter really does heal. Like the joy of the Lord is your strength and he can help you process this pain. Yeah. And and I want you to to manage your expectations. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things that I think is helpful as you're, as you're processing pain and you're getting healed through your pain is managing your expectations, meaning nobody, and I want you to hear this, if I'm the first person that told you this, mm-hmm. I'm sorry that it took so long, but I want you to hear this. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Nobody expects you to show up being on all the time. Nobody expects you to always show up and be the positive one. I'm not saying to be the negative one, but what I'm saying is that manage your expectations. I I believe that humanity is a lot more caring than we give them credit for. If we are transparent and we are vulnerable in safe places, what we'll find is safety. And safety is what promotes healing. And I want you to hear that. The reason why people in the Bible that you read about and Jesus went and healed people is because he was filled with compassion. What does compassion produce? Compassion produces safety. And so healing came in the arena of safety. So I believe that where where pain might be, and I'm talking to you guys too, because as guys, we tend to do this more often than others, is we tend to isolate when we're going through something that we cannot avoid, others seeing or experiencing. And when we isolate... Or it comes out in anger. Or it comes out in anger. But when we do those things... What we're doing is we're putting ourselves in an atmosphere that's not safe. And so because it's not safe, we never heal. So instead of doing that, I'm not saying tell your news everywhere or go through you know something 
um, in every arena that you get or put it on social media. But instead, I'm saying you find one safe place. Mm-hmm. Find a safe place where there's somebody with compassion that is willing to hear you, that is willing to listen. And if they're filled with the Spirit and they know God, maybe even minister to you through it. So encourage yourself in that, knowing that safe places produces healing. Healing is is a process that's not instantaneous. That's the difference between a miracle and healing. Mm-hmm. Miracle is right away. Healing is gradual. And so just in your process, manage your expectations. Make sure that you know that finding a safe place is a breeding ground for healing. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, too, that I've had to process, and that's really good, mm-hmm. is not being ashamed or embarrassed. Um, because I think we can easily call someone and be like, hey, I, I sprained my ankle. Pray for me. As opposed to like, hey, I'm having thoughts of confusion. Pray for mm-hmm. me. Like one feels a little bit more embarrassing. Of one course. feels a little bit more like, how are people going to understand this? Like, But it's an organ as well. It's a, it's, it's something, um, that you, that, that we are made mind, body, and spirit. And so it's easier to maybe make a post, like keep me in prayer. I broke my elbow. I'm in the hospital as opposed to keep me in prayer. I don't want to get out of bed this week. Mm. I'm really struggling. And so I just want to tell you, don't be embarrassed. Um, Sometimes we may want to hide those, those wounds or those, those those scars and be like, I don't want anyone to know that I had this or I had that kind of surgery or I needed this kind of procedure. I needed this kind of pill or I needed this kind of counseling for the 10th time because I'm going through it again is, you know, God will allow you to use that, that scar, to build that toughness, that scar tissue so that you can share your story one day. Right. And don't it won't be a reminder of shame like, oh gosh, you know, look at this, look at this scar when I did this stupid thing, like, or mm-hmm. what, or when I had this fall, instead it's like, wow, look at this scar. This scar reminds me that I'm an overcomer. Mm-hmm. This scar reminds me That's that okay. I could have died. This scar reminds me that I wanted to die. This scar reminds me, you know, that I almost gave up, but God gave me the strength to overcome when I thought I couldn't. Mm. So don't be ashamed of that. Don't, don't be ashamed of feeling like it's, and I've, I've been, like I said, I've been there with you. It could be easier to tell someone, can you pray for my broken bone as to, can you pray, pray for my broken heart? Mm. There is no difference. Yeah. God wants to heal all of it. He wants wholeness. And it reminds me of the story of the 10 leopards. When they all got healed, God healed all 10 leopards. Yeah. Only one came back to say thank you. And mm. when he came back to saying thank you, Jesus was like, wasn't there 10 of you? But only one came back. And the man was like, yes. And he said, okay, well, then you're made whole. So mm. I want to tell you, like, he wasn't embarrassed. Like the, those leopards really were like, "Hey, I'm out of this leopard camp." They were isolated. They were embarrassed. They were ridiculed. They had to stay hidden because of their disease. That was that was uh, just so like it was shameful upon yeah. the, upon towns. It caused separation. So they ran out of that leprosy camp. They ran out of there. But one was confident, courageous, and brave enough to come back and mm-hmm. say. Thank you. And I want to tell you, you don't have to run away from something God is healing you from or in the process of being healed from because you're like, oh, I don't want anyone to know that I was here. I don't want anyone to know that I had to come here. Um, And that person got wholeness. Yeah. Because they weren't ashamed. They weren't ashamed to come back. I love that. And, 
you know, the, one of the last things I want to share with you is this. I, I think sometimes I love what Judy was saying that it's easier to say, oh, I have a hurt, you know, ankle than it is to say I have a broken heart because that's so true. Um, we're worried about being judged. And you know, doesn't the heart of it, it, it affects, uh, we've talked about this, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, the emotional aches and pains affect a physical body. Absolutely. There, have you, you can have commer- trigger migraines. Yeah. You can have back well, pain. Have you seen the commercials pain. that says my depression hurts? Mm-hmm. And, and it's a pill that is predominantly filled with something to ease the pain in mm-hmm. your physical body, but really also to increase serotonin levels in your mind. Right. And and so yeah, when you and when you've lived long enough in a broken heart, you start to have broken things in your in your body. Yeah. And and, and you, not energy. And not energy. Yeah, you lose it. So I, I just wanted to share this. I, I think it's important that that you hear this. That even if you're in in the body of Christ and you're thinking, man, I I, I need to not, you know, be, say what I'm going through, and I don't need to claim my broken areas of my life, and you know that's counter counter faith you know, counterproductive to faith. I want to tell you that that's, that's been a statement that's made by legalistic people. The reality is, is that you don't need to claim what you're going through, but you do need to process what you're going through. And the only way to take it to God is to take it honestly, to say, hey, God, I'm, I'm going through this. I'm feeling this way. My heart hurts. When I look at that person, I get frustrated or angry or sad. When I think about that memory, this hurts me. You know, when I go past to my old, past my place where I used to work, where I was, uh, you know, abused mentally, I, I still get kind of anxiety. You know, I'm afraid of this happening. We have to be, we have to be open with God. And at the same time as you're being open, you don't have to own the, you don't have to own that for your lifetime, but you have to be open with him saying, this is the way I feel. Now, God, I'm ready for the exchange. The only way you get the exchange is if you offer up the negative thing, if you offer up the broken thing to him, if you offer up and vocalize the thing that you've been experiencing. And when you offer that up, God gives you an exchange. That's called, I like to call it the grace exchange. He gives you something you didn't earn. And that's what we need. We all need more of his grace. It says in his word that, that, that he gives us grace and then he gives us more grace. I don't know about you guys, but I can use more grace. Yeah, I mean, I, I need more grace every day. Yeah. When I look at my deficiencies and I look at the things that are broken in me, I say, God, I need more of your grace because the grace from yesterday isn't sufficient for me today. And so he gives me that exchange. Great. I'm going to give Joey, give me your frailties. Give me your hurts. Give me your pains. In exchange, I'm going to give you grace not to fake those things, not to just faith those things, but to give you truly what I know that you need, which is more grace. And so I want you to hear that. When you're feeling broken, don't try to hide it. Don't try to fake it. And I'm not telling you to tell the world, but be honest with God and say, God, this is how I'm feeling and allow him to give you a grace exchange of what you need. Yeah, that's so good. And, you know, to be honest with you, I was feeling a little extra blue this week. And I, <laughs> that that's the term we use when Joy and I talk and I'm like, I feel a little blue. Yeah. And, um, there's some things and some, some, uh, challenges that came this week that I haven't fully processed and I'm trying to trust God through, but I just, I didn't push myself out of anything and say, come on, you know, get up. I just let myself cry. I let myself be with God. I let myself not feel judged. And he wasn't, I didn't feel the pressure to, um, you know, say, 
listen to three preachings and you'll be healed. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, read these five Bible verses and you'll feel better. These, the sadness you're feeling in your heart is going to automatically go away. I actually still feel that sadness now. I still feel a little blue now. So if you're feeling blue or sad or experiencing this pain, this is why we're talking about it, processing your pain. Just know that God is close no matter what, even if you feel like other people don't understand you or other people aren't close, God is close and he sees those tears you cry by yourself. He sees that pain you're experiencing. He sees that anger you're feeling. He sees you um, if you're keeping yourself busy and trying to hide it and not process it. But you know what? He put a crown in every single one of your heads, men and women. you That's your identity. Mm. That can't be taken off. I shared this, um, you know, I wore a really beautiful tiara in our, our wedding day, and that was, um, yeah. how many? 18 years ago. Uh, yeah. In May will be 18 years ago. And I love that tiara. I saved it. I still have it because I said I'm going to save it for my daughter in case she wants to wear it on her wedding day. So I have something. She can have that something borrowed. Hmm. And, you know, when I got married 18 years ago, that tiara came off that night. But when the cra- mm-hmm. Jesus gives you a crown, he doesn't take it off and says, you sin, so give me back that crown. Mm-hmm. Or you're, 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 too, you're too emotional, give me back that crown. Or you went through a divorce, take off that crown. He doesn't say those things. He says, you better straighten your crown. You better keep your eyes on the cross of what my son did for you. And as you carry your cross, that is the anointing to your own story. So good. That is the, the, the way that, um, you know, everything you've gone through has been not, it's not wasted and it's purposeful and it's for a reason. So mm-hmm. don't you dare take that crown off, straighten it up. I had to straighten it several times this week, got a little lumpy, a little lopsided. But you know what? You're still a daughter and a son of God, no matter what you're feeling. Depression, anxiety, pain, doubt, fear does not permission you to take your identity off with Christ. If anything, he says, I get you. I understand. My son went before you so that he can overcome, so that you have hope to overcome. That's good. Just remember, you're not broken. Instead, God wants to give you an invitation to process your pain Mm -hmm. so you can be whole. We want to pray with you. And there's no judgment in the process. Yeah, zero. Not at all. You know that you can laugh with tears in your eyes. Done it's it. okay. We've done it. You can smile. Yeah. You can smile with pain in your body. Yep. You know, you can go have fun while you're processing mm-hmm. uh, a divorce or whatever it is that you're going through. Like, life is too short to not let yourself live and breathe. And God is with you along the way. Yeah. So yeah. We want to pray with you, Heavenly Father. We just thank you so thank much. You. We thank you for the ability to having this podcast for encouraging others of what they're going through. I pray that whatever they may be feeling in the midst of grief, loss, heartache, divorce, grief of a relationship, grief of a job, God, grief of what could have been. Mm. And instead they got, they felt they were dealt with something else. I thank you that you begin to heal these deep emotional and mental wounds. I thank you for bringing healing to the mind, body, and spirit. I thank you that you give them ideas on on how to have laughter and go outside and take a walk in the park and uh, God, be be a kid again, fly a kite, color in a book, blast some music so that the, the music is louder than the torment. 
And mm. I thank you that there is no judgment. There is no judgment in yeah. how we process pain. God, you don't tell us that there's a magic cure by 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 reading the Bible for hours or doing certain things. God, it's just you give us grace like Joy talked about. You give us grace. So thank you for gracing us as we process this pain mm. and for being for you being the understanding father that holds your sons and daughters when they're hurting. And just let them feel your sweet embrace and your sweet presence as they process their pains. And I thank you for healing and victory. Yeah. And we're just so grateful that you love your sons and daughters no matter what. Mm -hmm. And as they process your pain, their pain, their pain doesn't scare you. Instead, your pain is almost like an invitation to be soothed by God. Mm -hmm. So we bless them. We cover them. We thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We hope you guys have a great week, and always, you are worth it. Yes.